This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by TaylorMade and the all-new Stealth Driver with a red carbon face for better energy transfer and more ball speed. Welcome to the Carbon Age. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino, Bob Weeks, and Adam Scully. And here we go. Welcome to the 16th hole, RBC Canadian Open. We are officially underway on this kind of rainy, dreary, cold, windy. I know we're all just complaining, and, you know. but We're so good at it. It's June. I mean, <laughs> where did the heat go? Adam Scully, Mark Zucchino, Bob Weeks. We're going to have a revolving door of guests come through. No, Rory McIlroy's not going to join us live. We, we maybe try well, to. We don't him. know that for sure. Yeah, we don't know. I mean, he came, <laughs> he came through here an hour ago. If he wants to stop right. his round, you know, come have a stop and chat with us, that'd be great. But no, we have a lot of guests coming our way. Lawrence Applebaum, Golf Canada CEO. Scott Pritchard, PGA Tour Canada Executive Director. Alan Palmer, Director of Golf St. George's. Graham Dillette as well. We'll talk. Uh, he's our new TSN Golf Analyst. Also just retired this week, a story that uh, you broke, Bob. And we'll talk all about Graham's career and Graham's second career, life after golf. We'll go through all that. But, gentlemen, aside from being freezing, mm-hmm. how are we doing this morning? Good. I got up. Uh, I was here early. I had to do a little uh, Did you run this television. morning, Bob? I did not. I okay. had left, uh, okay. left the house just after 5. I had to do oh, a little uh, morning show uh, coverage. And so we went on to Your Morning with CTV. Oh. And Jumped out of that, and so I was here so early. I went out and followed the leaders for a while, followed the three Canadians, and then right behind them was Justin Thomas, Rory McIlroy, and Corey. Mm-hmm. And uh, Canadian guys were off to a great start. Uh, Mac Hughes went, so Birdie Eagle, I yeah. think, at his first three holes, mm-hmm. and he was at three under. And I haven't looked at where they are right now. I've been looking at other stuff here. But <laughs> but the uh, the course is, uh, is, is, if you can keep it in the fairway, uh, I think you can score here. 100%. I, I did a couple of Sirius XM things this morning, and then I went into our TV trailer, um, where we get packed up and whatnot, and I went to my American colleagues and I said, "Are you are you kids enjoying springtime in Ontario?" And they're looking at me just freezing. You guys call this June? I said, "It'll get better. It'll get better. You just hang in there." But uh, but boy, the first thing I noticed this morning when I woke up, or when we started play, was how quickly Canadian flags got on this leaderboard. Mm-hmm. Like it was yeah. bang, 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 and then I was like, "Okay, this is going to be great." Uh, nice start, and uh, and they're, they're, it looks like they're they're keeping it going here. So. Yeah. So okay, before I get to the leaderboard, do we know if they got mowers out last night, this morning? Is there? Uh, any I was word told on that? no, and I was told that they were no longer going to try. Now these yeah. things can change. The greens, I hope they're going to mow. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. Okay. We're That'd be ideal. Yeah, we were yeah. talking about the rough. We were talking yeah. about the rough. So. Right. Yeah. Right. The rough is pretty nasty out there. I've seen a few. I was walking around seeing a few players trying to hack it out. Um, it's been. It's pretty nasty. So it's a, a, a bit of a, a, ge- a guess when you're, what you're hitting, how hard you're hitting it, where you're hitting it, and how it's going to reflect when it comes out. So it's uh, it's a fun little uh, test out there today, boys. There's it's some interesting setup things today as well. I don't know if you noticed, but the tees are up a little bit on 16, mm-hmm. which has uh, produced some pretty good uh, tee shots already today. We've seen guys go flag hunting here on 16, which we haven't seen all week in practice rounds. Uh-huh. And we alluded to six being an interesting hole earlier in the week because off the scorecard, it's 146 yards. And we thought that maybe on the weekend they would use the back deck, which is a deck they just they just built recently for this championship. It'll stretch that hole over 200 mm-hmm. yards. And I was just told on my way in that th- that, that deck is in play today. Oh. So I got to take a look at the six hole, but you might see a number on six today, like 208, 210, which is, you know, 50 yards longer than uh, than it plays off uh, off the scorecard. 
Right, right. So as of right now, we'll, when we'll update you on the leaderboard throughout the two hours we're on the air till noon on TSN 1050, Matt Fitzpatrick, currently your leader, five under. Didn't so, someone in the Golf Talk Canada family take Someone? Him? Did Maybe. someone pick him? I, I can't. <laughs> did someone? Oh, I did. Okay, yeah, okay. Well, we're off to a good start. Matt Fitzpatrick, the only player on the PGA Tour, rocking some braces, and he's off to a great start. Five <laughs> under through nine so far on this dreary Thursday morning at the RBC Canadian Open. Mackenzie Hughes. Three under through 11, playing some great golf. Shane Lowry, what a year he's had. That's your boy. That's my boy. I'm picking him for the U.S. Yes. Open. I'm, I'm just telling you guys already. I'm picking right. him for the U.S. All Open. Right. Adam Hadwin, T6. Rory McIlroy, T6 as well. Nick Taylor, <laughs> we just saw him on the 16th hole. He is also T6 at two under par. I was talking, actually, with uh, Russell Budd, who was just out there. He's with the Toronto Players Tour. Does some stuff with PGA Tour Canada as well. And he said Mike Weir penalized himself. Because he... Playing left-handed like Bob and I? <laughs> his ball was on the fringe, and he marked it by accident. And he looked up, looked around, and said, oh, boy. Oh, so that's okay. a penalty. Arch. It uh, can happen. Arch. You know, when, it, when those fringes are, are cut super tight, yep. and, you know, you get a little uh, moisture in the ground. I mean, how often do you play in a season, all joking aside, uh, where you're playing a golf course? Could be baby for that matter. Because uh-huh. it happens to me often. Right, where I look, I have to go to the guys I'm playing with to go, is this on the green? Oh, yeah. That happens, what, four or five times a year? Oh, at least that. Yeah, yeah and you have yeah. to confirm. And, and, I mean, you know, good on Mike for, for calling because sure. only he would know, right? right. So right. That, that's the beauty of this game of golf. So, obviously, the RBC Canadian Open is going on right now. Uh, we're going to segue here momentarily. But first, let's hit some news and headlines. News and headlines are brought to you by Sandbagger Hard Seltzer. Sandbagger. Everybody knows one. Okay, well, you know, here we go again. All right, here this we is, go. We have to talk about this. Here we are. We're great. This is an amazing event Bob here. Bob looks so tired about yeah. this. RBC <laughs> Canadian Open. Yeah. Faster and faster here. Exactly. Yeah, we're, you know, this is a great event here. First time since 2019 that the RBC Canadian Open is back up and running. But, of course, Liv is underway. They've now hit golf shots. It's on YouTube right now. The broadcast. Have, have you, have either of you gentlemen seen, I have not witnessed I watched a little bit this morning when they first teed off and um, production values and stuff, Bob, what does it produ- look like? Production, there's no shot tracker. That was okay. a, that was a bug. How is that not in the budget? Well, they can't, they yeah. can't afford it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. We'll Jerry give Chase Kepka six Chase mil, Kepka. but no shot tracer. Chase Kepka yeah. took it. Cool. Uh, yeah, you know, it's, uh, it looks kind of typical. It's, okay. they've got a, they've, you know, they've got most of it kind of organized. You only have to cover 48 players. It's not right. like you guys right. out here with yeah. uh, everyone. Uh, 600, Kevin Sylvester and I care, uh, covering 600 guys. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, it looked, it looked all right. I mean, it was, looked like golf. Okay. Totally. Okay, so what we were expecting has now come down in terms of dropping of the hammer. And the PGA Tour released a statement what, 20 minutes ago yeah, or so? We got it together out there. We did. We all we were all huddled around our phones looking <laughs> yeah. for winter gloves and a toque, perhaps, <laughs> and we saw this come down. So to summarize, essentially, the players who have hit golf shots have been suspended indefinitely from the PGA Tour. And some other details as well. They can no longer uh, receive sponsors' exemptions as well. And th- these are guys at the bottom of the statement here who have informed the PGA Tour that they have resigned their membership. And I'll list the players off. Sergio Garcia, Brandon Grace, Dustin Johnson, Martin Keimer, Graham McDowell, Kevin Na, Louis Oosthuizen, Turk Petit? Pettit? Sure. No, I've never heard, of, <laughs> never heard of him. Charles Schwartzel, Lee Westwood. Now, Phil Mickelson is listed, but he has not informed the tour that he's resigned yet. So he's, he's still playing the lifetime. Well, he said, yeah, card. he said he yeah. he's earned his lifetime membership. He thinks he owns it, so he's not resigning. Right. And uh, 
But we'll see what. I mean, he's he's suspended now anyway. Yeah. Okay. So Bob, let's start with you. Uh, thoughts on the the hammer being dropped by the PGA Tour? Uh, it's it's about what I expected. It's uh, though there's no term, which I think was important. They haven't really said it's a lifetime ban. They've just said they're banned. So that was kind of a cryptic. But yes. I think it it does. If you have to do it, it gives them a little bit of an out. There's supposed to be more uh, information going out to the players later, and I think that'll be sort of a don't you dare go now <laughs> over to the tour. Mm -hmm. And, of course, now we're all waiting to see what happens with Augusta National because that's the one wild card in here. They have control over whatever they want to do. They can say, you know, we don't want you to come in. It's a private club. We can have whoever we want in our tournament. So we'll see. We know Fred Ridley, the uh, chairman of Augusta National, is here in Toronto. I don't know if he was meeting. I have to assume he was meeting with uh, Jay Monahan, who's here. And uh, we'll see what they do. Now, they... They may not release anything for a while, but uh, right now, from what the tour said, it's it's pretty interesting. I do like the fact that uh, Jay Monahan said uh, in his in his statement he actually referred to the RBC Canadian Open, saying, "This week the RBC Canadian Open is a shining example of what you have created with the PGA Tour: star-studded field, a committed sponsor, sold-out hospitality offerings, record crowds, and a global broadcast distribution." I will say that the Live Golf Tour event. Uh, promoted them as saying they were sold out, but they were only sold out because they gave every ticket away. Nobody paid for a ticket. That's right. Apparently, so that's my understanding of that. So I don't I, know I'm with you, Bob. I think the 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 blanket suspension without a, a time limit or or a date put on it, I found that very interesting. So as I read that, is you are suspended indefinitely. Yeah. And if the situation changes, or if or if developments happen down the road in the future. If the tour then wants to address that at the time, i.e., this tour doesn't exist in three years, this other tour, this Live Series, is not there, and they want to, you know, come back around and maybe, you know, welcome these people back to the family, so to speak. I guess that door's always there. I don't see it happening, but we'll see. I'm with you on, I can only assume Fred Ridley's at the RBC Canadian Open for one reason and one reason only, is to meet with Jay Monahan and talk to the hierarchy of the PGA Tour. The rumor, and again, this is just rumor right now and, mm -hmm. and suggestions, is that the Masters is going to push back in some capacity uh, with the one outlier being that they're not going to push back on past champions. But that would affect players like Bryson DeChambeau and Taylor Gooch who have qualified for the Masters yep. but are not past champions and will not be eligible. Um, I think I, this even gets me more excited, though. If the Masters push back, it makes me even more interested and exciting to see what the PGA of America does because they're the la they're the last ones standing. Then, uh, assuming the RNA is going to stay open, mm -hmm. uh, as did the USGA. So, if they're going to stay open, then the PGA of America, who's been tied at the hip with the PGA Tour at one point in history, the same organization, uh, where they say you need to be a member of the DP World Tour to play in the Ryder Cup, you need to be a member of the PGA Tour to play in the Ryder Cup. I mean. They're kind of, they've already kind of are in a position where they could say to play in the PGA Championship, you know, you need to be yeah. in good standing with the DP and PGA Tour. Do you sure, know? Sure, yeah. This there's, is an easy I mean, one for them, no? That one is. There's, a lots, of, um, there's lots of different uh, angles to this that are yet still yet to come. Yeah. So I think it's, um, it's going to be interesting to see, like Liv has actually just uh, <laughs> responded to that response, <laughs> if you can believe it. And saying, you know, this is, they found this vindictive. Of and, course. Uh, of course. Yeah, and uh, uh, they yeah, said, you know, great. it's just fracturing golf. And I, I, I do agree. Like Rory said that in his press conference on Wednesday. He said, 
you know, this is just fracturing the golf world. Mm -hmm. and, and it would be interesting if there's a way to bring this together, but clearly there's not. So this is going to happen for a while. We're going to see more names. We already know that the that there's a few players, Patrick Reed and uh, uh, Bryson DeChambeau, who are going to uh -huh. play in the next event. I've heard rumors of three or four other names. Pat we'll Perez and Matt Wolf's names leaked this morning as potentials. Yeah. Now, Perez was a, a late withdraw from this golf tournament. Yeah, yeah. So, so because Pat Perez was here or is here or was here or earlier was this here. week for for Faraday's event yeah, in Ottawa, right? right? That's right. Uh, I, the one thing, just but I know you know you probably we probably want to put a button or or move on or or whatnot, but I got to say just again, and Bo I know Bob has said this like time and time again, and I agree with Bob a thousand percent. Like he, Rory McIlroy is he is the the moral compass yep. of golf he really is yeah. we need more rory mcroy and i loved his statement of when you do things when you make decisions in life and he didn't say that he was not that guy that he said i've made a couple of these decisions in my life and they didn't work out the way i wanted to and he, i believe the exact quote was when you make a decision in life solely for the purpose of money it tends not to work out so well uh -huh. and i couldn't agree with rory more yep. money's important we all have to pay bills uh, we all like to make money. We all like to provide for our family. We all like to do things for our friends and family if we're able to, yada, yada, yada. But if it is the sole purpose to go grab a bag of money, it rarely shakes out on the positive side of life. All I want to know is the next time, you know, next week at the U.S. Open when, you know, Dustin's going to talk, Bryson's going to talk, when they, they were guys 100 days ago who said, you know, I'm here for the PGA Tour. Well, what? I got excited. You just reminded me of something. Okay. I think I, you know, I almost text you guys like in the middle of the night last night. Um, okay, <laughs> that would have been a little weird, but okay, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, did you see the question about if Vladimir Putin? Oh, yeah, yeah. Golf? I'm like, these guys are listening to Golf Talk Canada. I asked that two months ago. That's right. When, when Ian Poulter joins <laughs> yeah. us live, yeah, yeah, we'll talk all about that. Said, they did. They refused to answer the question. Poulter and Westwood basically yeah. refused to answer the question. The, the yeah. press conference. They looked like they were all uh, like like sullen and they all were sitting down their chins were down they looked like they were grumpy i couldn't figure out what was going they on they might have been hung over really they could have been from yeah. that launch party that could have been. the I mean, night before but I, I, sorry, sorry what i want to you know when they talk at the, US, they talk open at the u.s open i just want i want someone to ask them dustin and bryson 100 days ago you committed to the pga tour mm. between then and now what changed and the simple answer is money just be <laughs> honest with us just yeah. tell us you know what we're going for the money and i mean it is what it is okay are, are we good i think it was kyle porter i think it was kyle porter who tweeted out uh six days ago bryson DeChambeau. i'm not at a yeah. point in my career where <laughs> yeah. i can risk this type of stuff yesterday i've committed to live and then the last line was ah oh, the passage of time <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> wild guys okay so all right that's live it's done we probably. I wish we update. had a uh, toilet flushing sound effect. Which uh, every time we end a, 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 live, <laughs> a live, every time we have a live conversation when it's over, you hear. Whoosh. I, I kind of like that actually. Okay, <laughs> on the other side, we'll get back to the RBC Canadian Open here. Matthew Fitzpatrick, your leader. We'll hear from one of our Canadians after the break. This is Golf Talk and live from the RBC Canadian Open. This segment of GTC was presented by TaylorMade. TaylorMade. And the all-new Stealth Driver with a red carbon face for better energy transfer and more ball speed. Welcome to the Carbon Age. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Caddy Time. 
the Uber-like app that allows golfers across Canada to find affordable, qualified caddies to any round. Visit caddytime.com. Download the app or talk to your PGA professional today. Welcome back inside Golf Talk Canada, live from the 16th hole, the ring hole at the RBC Canadian Open. Adam Scully, Mark Sacchino, Bob Weeks, and now joining us around the table, Alan Palmer, the director of golf here at St. George's. Alan, we made it. We're here. How good does it feel to finally have <laughs> balls in the ground, pegs in the ground? We have action underway here at St. George's. I tell you, it's been a long wait since uh, we anticipated hosting this in, uh, of course, June of 2020, but we're excited to be here. I think uh, the entire golf community is, and of course, uh, the members of the club and, and all of our partners. Uh, I was just curious. Well, I'll, I'll kick off. Alan, we spoke earlier in the week. I was, hey, come out, come out. And then we said, well, let's get the tournament started first before, before you get on the show with us. Give our audience a sense of what actually has to happen as you know, a club in terms of hosting something of this size, the amount of moving pieces, the amount of membership involved from a committee standpoint, from just the amount of bodies. I know it's a large commitment from a golf club, and you've had a lot of great people along the way. In fact, I got to meet some of them and play with some of them a few weeks ago. Yeah, you know what, Mark? I mean, we have about 2,000 volunteers and chairs and and co-chairs. And, of course, uh, even with the the delay of this event over the past couple years, this is something that you start planning, you know, usually about 16, 18 months in advance. So, again, there's the training involved with that. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, you know, we had uh, Celebrity Pro-Am, Tuesday practice rounds, Wednesday the Champions Pro-Am, and, and that's kind of training for a lot of the committees and, and volunteers uh, early in the week. And, and as you mentioned, then we roll into Thursday, and you have these world-class matchups, you know, that are starting at 7 a.m. So you kind of flick the switch and again engage all the committees whether it's transportation marshals and whatnot and they've uh, they've all done an excellent job so far so uh you've got the guys out here playing are you amazed at where they're hitting it what they're doing to this <laughs> golf course because i anytime i've gone to a championship where there's a i know a member they always go back after and they'll they'll create memories of oh yeah did you see that shot or see how far he hit it on 15 or things like that. I guess that's in some ways what this is all about, isn't it? It's creating some memories for the club and for the membership. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, the way that the players dissect this golf course, uh, and that's, again, whether it's uh, the top players in the world or or some of the world-class amateurs that have gotten exemptions into the event, it's been great to see throughout the practice rounds and then, of course, now starting with tournament rounds where they actually end up off the tee. So we are going to mark some of the areas, and, and I think on Sunday will traditionally follow where the leader uh, hits their tee ball and puts some flags in so that the membership, when they return to the club, uh, they can uh, kind of see where they all ended up. Uh, and and on, for the members' sake, they've asked me to ask this question. Uh, <laughs> are you going to cl- cut the rough Sunday night? <laughs> and how many golf, what are you going to do with all the golf balls you find? <laughs> That's right. I, I can answer that. No, right? Because you got to let them go out Monday, right? So. A major golf ball donation to our junior program here at the club next week. <laughs> it's funny because I got to play with uh, Lawrence the Monday after the event in Hamilton, to your point, and with the flags. And, of course, that year, Rory McIlroy, champion. So all the flags were down. And I remember getting up on oh, a few of the holes. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, that, that's my best. Like, yeah. you know, 
Lean, get, lean mean fighting machine yeah, over get, here. Yeah, I'm getting yeah. out there to my 294 special. Oh, yeah. I'm looking up, and there's a Walmart yeah. between <laughs> my golf ball and Rory's flag. It's yeah, unbelievable. Absolutely. Okay, oh, we're along, alongside Alan Palmer, the director of golf here at St. George's. There are a lot of great viewing points uh, for the fans here. For those listening to this, driving in right now, where are some of your favorite spots for someone to go out and, and watch some great golf? I know there are a bunch of spots, but if you could pick a couple, what would they be? You know what? It starts right off the gate. So there's a general admission right on the first tee. So it's kind of amphitheater-style seating, which, uh, which is outstanding. Um, you see that traditionally at kind of the Ryder Cup and President's Cup-style tournaments, but not traditionally at uh, kind of the regular PGA Tour stop. So that's a great spot. On the front nine, there's uh, three or four other areas. Number three, there's kind of a viewing deck, so you get to see two green, three T, six green, as well as seven T. So you can really check a lot of the boxes there, uh, as well as uh, behind number 10, which is a short par four. Not so much drivable this year as it was. Uh, we had it set up um, forward tees in, in 2010, but still a great spot. And then you get to the back nine, and it gets really robust around holes. Mm-hmm. 15, 16, the wrinkle where we are, 17 and 18, which we call kind of the the stretch at the end. Uh, pandemic aside, because I know you guys have been playing, uh, planning for this for, for a very long time. So pandemic aside, un- under normal circumstances, under the circumstances we've been operating for the last eight, nine months, a year, et cetera, as we've been getting closer to this, is there is there a surprise or something that would surprise our audience that that goes into planning something like this, something that, you know, Someone who's never been involved with a golf tournament like this of this magnitude before wouldn't even think of some of the challenges hosting. I know, obviously, a lot of my uh, colleagues from the U.S. for PGA Tour Radio that weren't here the last time around or PGA Tour Live were like, we're like, hey, we're on Islington Avenue. That's where our, our TV compound is, right? Like, that, that's something very unique to this event. Like, we are in a small footprint here to do something of this size. Yeah, very, very much so. So it's a we're a 165 acre property. Mm-hmm. So we've got a lot of space here, and and as you all know from from being on property um, this week, it's a lot of undulations and and ups and downs and valleys throughout the uh, 165 acres. But as you said, Mark, it's very unique where we closed down a, a major road in Toronto, um, you know, with the support of the city and uh, and kind of local uh, local residents here. But I think the biggest, uh, you know, the uniqueness is the part- partnership we have with Islington Golf Club uh, and their members having the practice range down there. And it's worked out very well. So, again, logistically, we have shuttles going up and down Islington. Um, and we're doing a, a number nine start on the back and, and one on the front, of course, which, uh, again, is unique. And, and very, I, I want to thank you for that because uh, I am now able to walk from my condo over to Islington <laughs> and get a, a ride up here. So it's the first time in my entire career of 34 years of covering PGA Tour events where I've been able to walk to work. Uh, I, I will say there's a neat story about one of your members uh, who was caddying for Adam Hadwin just as he did back in 2010. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, absolutely. Craig Sinclair. So Craig's, uh, again, a local resident uh, in Etobicoke, lives just uh, south of here off Islington. And Craig had the opportunity to caddy for Adam in 2010, which was early on in his career, and uh, and got the call to do so again this week. So I'm I'm happy to see them reunited. Uh, We helped get them off the the ninth hole this morning, which was great. So I know the membership uh, as a whole... Um, not only because Adam's playing uh, in a feature group, but of course Ke- Craig, our 10-time club champion, caddying for him. They have quite a big crowd out here uh, today, which is exciting. Ten club championships. 
Ten club championships wow. for uh, for Craig, yeah, which which is great. So he certainly knows wow. how to dissect this golf course. <laughs> yeah, uh, and and you know we play our club championship here from from the back tees where uh, you know these players are, are playing this week. So Craig uh, will be, I'm sure, a huge asset to to Adam through the week and hopefully late into the weekend. Now all of us here in Canada in the GTA around the country know that St. George's is a world class facility, an unbelievable golf course. And what's it like for you to hear some of the top players in the world who stepped on the property for the first? time a la Rory McIlroy, Justin Thomas, Scotty Scheffler. Talk about how brilliant this golf course is. Great. I mean, it brings a huge sense of uh, sense of pride to myself and, and of course, the, the, the members. And I know, as mentioned, the volunteers and, and chairs have really liked engaging with the players these past few days. You know, I had an opportunity this winter to chat with a lot of the players and, and caddies that uh, are influential sometimes in their players coming to these events. But we are certainly, um, you know, proud to have the, the top in the world here. This week, of course, we hosted the event 12 years ago. So I think there's pretty. I think there's only about a handful, maybe 10 people uh, returning that had played in in 2010. So it's also exciting to kind of hear about their experience 2010 versus this year. But yeah, we're certainly happy to have the the top players in the world, and and they seem to have liked it uh, through their practice rounds on on Tuesday pro am on Wednesday. Oh, and as we wrap here, Alan, looks like the sun's starting to come out here a little bit, maybe, sort of. This is good, too, because I'm going out there, too. So I, I called the sun. So you called the I sun. I don't want to work in the rain. As always. Uh, very delicate. Very like selfish that. of you. Selfish and delicate. Uh, Alan, congratulations on getting this thing off and running. Uh, this golf course is remarkable. Can't wait to see what happens uh, throughout the weekend here. Thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much, everyone. Thanks, Thanks for having me. We'll have Thanks. more Golf Talk Canada live from the RBC Canadian. Actually, before we sign off here, oh, you're leaving. I'm leaving. You're leaving. Yes. Alan, thank you. Bob, I'll see you out there somewhere today. Yes, you're going to take the wheel for the rest yep. of the way here. And, and, You've and, got Graham Dillette coming in, Scotty Pritchard coming in, Lawrence, Lawrence Applebaum. Applebaum coming in. I told you guys earlier in the week, and this is going to go over your head again, but so I'll say it to Bob. <laughs> I said earlier in the week, this is going to be like an old Johnny Carson type talk show where this is Dean Martin's going to pop in with a, glo- a, a drink and then yeah. it's in a revolving door. Yeah, uh, that and that's what we're getting this week. Just pop, it's a walk in, and then the, you hear the the can studio audience uh, in the background. And now, so. before we sign off, where can people listen to you this afternoon? Uh, Sirius XM PGA Tour Radio, uh, free on PGATour.com. If you're not a Sirius XM prescri- uh, subscriber, so if you're at the golf course, if you're at home, watch TSN. Obviously. Yep. We are the home of all championship golf. But if you're wandering around the golf course, watching live golf and wondering what's happening on the property because you're kind of cut off from, you know, what's happening in the story, uh, people use uh, PJ Tour Radio often the way uh, people use uh, the, the radio call at a football game or a hockey game or, or a baseball game. Keeps them up on the action. I'll be out with uh, finishing off uh, Corey Connors, uh, Rory McIlroy, and uh, Justin Thomas this morning with them tomorrow for all awesome. the 18 holes and i've got my uh my personal physician wow dr j petroff driving for me did a again. root canal this morning did a root canal this morning all in a day's work he's right? uh delivering a baby after tonight oh, not he's direct. gonna deliver but slacker why but, after but between that yeah. yeah between that he's gonna drive me around the property this there morning. you go well alan again thank you for joining us mark enjoy this afternoon thanks for all the help adam absolutely okay we have more gtc, GTC coming up after the break This segment of GTC, presented by TaylorMade, was brought to you by Caddy Time, the Uber-like app that allows golfers across Canada to add affordable, qualified caddies to any round. Visit caddytime.com. Download the app or talk to your PGA professional today. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada. 
Canada's leader in automotive accessories. Back inside Golf Talk Canada, here from the RBC Canadian Open, we're on the ring hole, the 16th hole. Come check us out. Come take a selfie. Come do whatever. It's uh, it's a great atmosphere here on the 16th hole. It's only getting better because the sunshine's coming out, and we have a couple new guests around the table here. Here we have TSN Master Producer Extraordinaire, Mr. Master. Jamie Rydell. Jamie, how are you, sir? Good. Skull. How are you, bud? I am great, thank you. And we have TSN Golf Analyst, newly retired PGA player, Graham Dillette. Graham, welcome to the show. Thanks, guys. Pleasure. Okay, so here we are, guys. Now that balls are finally in the ground, now that pegs have finally gone in, we're finally playing golf. We're not talking live. That's that's in the that was segment one. That was off the top what's, of the show. What's live? That's there you go. Okay. There you go. Uh, what's the? Uh, how excited are you guys now? Graham, I'll start with you. Now that golf is finally happening, we have Canadians near the top of the leaderboard. Now that we're finally playing golf. Yeah, it was nice. I came down from breakfast and I saw Max name there in like second place yep. at the time. Um, I'm not sure exactly. I haven't seen the leaderboard Still is. lately. Yep. But yep. So uh, yeah, that's good. And uh, right as I was kind of coming around, Rory, JT, and uh, Corey were making the turn to the first tee. So. Got to say hello to those boys, and here we go. Here We're we, off. Here we go. And Wyndham Clark is now joined. Matt Fitzpatrick off on the top of the leaderboard. Both are at five under par. Mackenzie Hughes at four under. Uh, Jamie, I know you're a big FanDuel guy. I am. Did you uh, dial in some uh, some bets? I got um, I got Matty Fitz. You and I both. So I liked your Matty Fitz pick. Hey, thank you. It's good right now. It's very good. It's very good right now. Yeah, but, uh, so far. So I got Matty Fitz. I like Rory. And I had Corey for the Canadians. Okay, nice. yeah, I like that. Okay. Now, Graham, you did an essay for SportsCenter all about what's it like playing this Canadian Open as a Canadian. What are these guys going through right now? Like, does it feel like a major championship, that sort of thing? Yeah, it's got a different feel. There's, there's definitely, like, added pressure, but I think that's almost more put on ourselves as players than it is, uh, you know, the media. There's, there's a lot more things this week. You always want to try to treat it like a regular week, but it's mm -hmm. kind of impossible to do so because you're getting kind of pulled in every direction, doing media and, uh, you know, sponsor obligations and that sort of thing. So, um, you know, it's all about managing your time, really. Like, you know, that's the advice that I'd give these guys now is, you know, sometimes I felt like by the time I got to Thursday morning of the Canadian Open week, I was tired and, like, worn out already, and you hadn't even started the golf tournament yet. So it's about trying to plot your way. It's nice now that they only have they had a nine-hole option with the Wednesday Pro-Am because that never used to be the case. And, uh, you know, you played the Monday Pro-Am with Golf Canada. You played the Wednesday Pro-Am. You got 36 holes. And Tuesday, you don't want to take completely off. So, um, And then some, like I said, like dinners or whatever at night sometimes. So it's it's all about managing uh, your time. But, uh, you know, obviously Mac figured out a way to do it and get off to a hot start here today. Yeah, so far so good. Four under through 13 holes. Rory McIlroy with a birdie. He's three under. Adam Hadwin, two under through 13. JT, another notable name uh, top there. He's a two under, three shots off the lead. Jamie, a couple of years ago at, at Hamilton, we saw four of the top six ranked players in the world. Pretty, pretty darn good with the mm -hmm. first uh, RBC Canadian Open in, with the new date. Another strong field this week, especially given what's going on overseas. It's great to see so many of the top players in the world playing and yeah, excelling it's, here. It seems like a lot of the a lot of them like to play the week before a major now. There's more guys. Have you found that, G? Yeah, I mean, everyone kind of has their own way to figure it out. But, uh, yeah, I know that that's why Justin's here. Mm -hmm. JT's here this yeah, week. Yeah, Rory so. started playing the week before a major. Mm -hmm. Obviously, he's defending champion. But I think, I think they're treated well here. And I think they like in these golf courses. These golf courses are fantastic. It's close to the U.S. Open, which is a huge help. JT said that yeah. in his press conference. Mm -hmm. If he wouldn't come here, if it was a West, close the US geographically, Open. and yep. then you know the way the course is set up too. Obviously, they got some rain, so it's not playing as yeah. firm as they would have liked. But with the deep rough, these kind of small, tricky greens, like that's kind of like 
the difficult conditions that you expected a U.S. Open, and obviously Mother Nature didn't quite deliver how RBC yeah. and Canadian Open would have liked to have this set up. But if we can avoid it the rest of the week, it, uh, I mean, it, it's not going to take much of firmness in these greens to just light this up, and it just you know, they get moving like a foot faster and then, you know, those good shots or average shots you hit that stay on the green, now they trickle into the rough and now it's tough, tough up and down. So that's the difference. When you get a little bit of firmness in the greens, it just makes it that much more difficult to score. hundred percent. Now, when you were playing, Graham, did you have a strategy in terms of playing the week before a major championship or what did you like to do personally? Oh, I was just thrilled if I ever got into a major. Okay. So yeah. yeah, fair, <laughs> fair. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, if you I want to know, Scully, I, I produce some golf content the week before a major. Usually that's what I like to do is that so, yeah, yeah is, is that, that a routine thing? no no thing? yeah i i, I like guys on tour talk about us tv people like that Gee. well they know about you yeah of course here. yeah that's i mean sure. you're you're a big deal i mean big, i mean massive, tang massive is tang deal. tuesday a, a public thing to the world i, I don't even it's know a public thing to a bunch of people yeah um, I've got to get Puma to send me a Tang shirt yeah, you for need next a Tang year. Shirt for, next yeah. year. for those who don't know, Tang Tuesday, bit of an inside joke there. On is it only Tuesday it's of only uh, Tuesday? So Tuesday of major weeks. Yep. Where the well, TSN Augusta. It could be any week. Okay. Augusta, but we do it. We do it other other tournaments too. Okay. So the TSN. Freddie had it on at PGA Tang Tuesday. TSN or Tang Tuesday is that the TSN crew shows up wearing orange, or Tang, I guess, if you will. Now I have a couple Tang shirts. If I'm fortunate to be at Augusta this year, I will. Yeah, it's it's. Started, I'll, uh, I'll do a couple push-ups before. It's, it's a bit of a schmedium too, you know, yeah. just get nice and nice and tight around do. there. Yeah, that's what Duffy does. That's, that's for exactly. sure. <laughs> well, Duffy posts the picture. You know, he's riding a hundred-pound dumbbells. Oh, I don't know if you heard me. I did over a thousand. You know, yeah. or, or with the the dumbbells. He so, likes I mean, the tight shirts, man. Yeah, he, he likes it. Okay, so we're here at the RBC Canadian Open, and uh, I think this is a subject we have to touch on with Liv. And the PGA Tour announces ind- indefinite suspensions. Uh, it, the coverage is now going on on YouTube. It, it looks, it just looks kind of weird with guys without many logos on their shirts. Uh, Jamie, let's start with you. When you heard the the hammer being dropped like mm-hmm. that, what, what was your initial response? I, I think it's exactly what he said he was going to do. He had to do it, in my opinion. He had to come come in hard because yeah. he was he said he was going to do that. Um, so I'm not really surprised that it's indefinite, but. Again, it's it's a long battle here for this, and you know who will make the real difference? I think are the major major championships. Like if those if, if you start getting banned from majors, you know if Augusta comes out and there's rumors that Augusta is going to ban those guys. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the U.S. Open or the Open can do anything because they're pretty much an open tournament, but the other two can because yeah. they're invitationals. Um, yeah, I think like moving forward now, is this enough now that because Jay said that this what he was going to do. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's almost like being a parent. If you tell your kids something and you almost have to do it and fall through, they're not mm-hmm. going to trust you or believe you, right? So now moving forward, it's like now that he said this, are other guys – is it going to stop guys, other guys from jumping ship? Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't, then I think that's a little bit of a problem. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I was, I was talking with Phil Marberger, who's the um, – uh, kind of like the per- player relations guys, and he's like, oh, I'm just so glad that this day has finally come. Everybody's been asking me, like, you know, why don't you guys say anything? Why don't you guys say anything? He's like, well, we were waiting for them to put a peg in the ground. He goes, and all those idiots did it at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's such it's such a weird, it's such a foreign uh, subject to watch these guys or topic to see these guys, you know, with shotgun starts. I mean, us who play golf, you know, we'll go out and play a shotgun start, have a, have a pint at the turn, maybe a hot dog, whatever the option is for mm-hmm. you. Uh, but, I mean, it, it is so strange to see. 
uh, live, go on. Now, there are some more notable names, uh, Bryson DeChambeau, mm -hmm. uh, Pat Perez. It looks like he is. Now, what I, from what I saw on social media, uh, Dustin Johnson put a post out, and Pat Perez's wife That's right, responded saying, we'll it. see you there. I was like, okay, yeah. well, I guess Pat's gone. So uh, <laughs> are you surprised, Graham, to see this many uh, amount of players already commit and it looks like more guys coming soon? I mean, I, I – the majority of the guys that left, I kind of, you know, it's like it's like they're at the end of their careers. They're just trying to make an extra buck before it's all said and done. There's a couple. I mean, like Taylor Gooch, yeah. was that was a strange one, yeah, I think, to everybody because um, he's a budding superstar out here, and he's, you know, I think he's going to lose all his FedEx Cup bonuses yep. already this yep. year. Like, I mean, that's that seems insane, but I don't think it was public what, what he got, so maybe it was worth it to him, but um yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. Is this the tip of the iceberg, or did Jay put his foot down today? Is it going to stop everything? And only time will tell. Yeah, totally. And what I found fascinating, too, was Mackenzie Hughes was on overdrive yesterday, and he was very open about that. You know, like in the fitness trailers, that, that's all guys are talking about now. Yeah. So the guys are – like, this is – this is a fraternity out here. This mm -hmm. is a locker room, I guess, for those, you know, hockey fans, baseball fans, whatever. And they're all here supporting each other. And, you know, when guys like Rory McIlroy and Justin Thomas and Scotty Scheffler take the leadership role that they did, Adam Hadwin had some great comments yesterday, too, about staying together on the PGA Tour. That's, that's a great thing. And, and that's why I personally think that the PGA Tour will continue to be the best tour mm -hmm. in, in the world when, you know, you have guys like Tiger Woods, you know, saying no to $900 right. million. It's, <laughs> just, it's just such a strange time in, in the world of it golf. It really is. But, but you're, you, uh, you're both – actually, you're not going to be at the U.S. Open next week. You'll be at the U.S. Open next yeah. week, Graham. What kind of reception do you think these guys are going to get? Um, if it was in New York, it would be insane because yeah, be they're mean to – people whether they're nice people or not so um yeah boston i don't know it's 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 going to be interesting now obviously they're going to have to face the music the uh the one thing when we were watching i was watching like the live um the you know on the panel or whatever where they're interviewing the guys they basically have to do it once over there and they'll probably have to do it now at every major probably mm -hmm. here or whatever so um and it, it seemed like they were pretty coached of what they were to, to say and how, you know, to try to make it look as, yeah. as good as possible. They shut but, down interviews. If stuff was getting bad, they just shut yeah. them down. Oh, man. And you could tell those guys, they're, they're sitting there, they're like panning between Poulter and Westwood. Yeah, they're just like, with the looks yeah. on their faces, like, get me out of here. But They, they kind of looked hung over. I don't yeah. know. It just looked like yeah. maybe the, the welcome were. party was a little, uh, it, you know, a little far to the net. Yeah. I equate it to it's something like it, in wrestling when the heel becomes or the hero becomes the heel. Yeah. Like Phil to me is like Hulk Hogan when he went to the New World Order. Right so, now, and it's like, and now it's okay. So it's like yes, they can play, but like is Phil gonna come play? That's a, that's yeah, another question uh, because like he is kind of the 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 big name because he's the, right. he's the guy who broke all this. He's the guy who caused a lot of the controversy mm -hmm. with his comments. And like I mean, he can easily just not play. He doesn't mm -hmm. have to. Totally. Obviously, like I know that he probably wants that U.S. Open and finish his career off that way, get the Grand Slam, but. Um, you know, we might not even see him. We might not even see him. It'd be interesting if he talks because his press conference over there it was, not, was not Phil. It no. was not. That, that's where it I was. was just... He was so coached. Yeah. And you knew he was choosing his words. Like before, he just he was personable in press conferences. Yeah. Completely personable and j and joked yeah. around a lot. That one was no, like, completely yeah. different. I agree, hundred yes. percent. And he'll get grilled. At oh, the yeah. U.S. Open, if he comes by the media there, because not everybody's over in in London right now. It's only a select few. Totally. Although the British media is usually tougher. Well, you're, you're good on the radio. You should yeah, start doing this I? little yeah, more often. Yeah. You want to come join us here? I'll just, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll be here throughout the time all yeah. week. Yeah. yeah. 
Bob can produce hits on his own. Yeah, Bob doesn't need to look at him. It's fine. He's he's yeah. doing a he's doing a live hit right now right behind us. There. He's got yeah. a couple lights there. Yeah, we got cameraman Jeff. He's Long. good. We're here on the 16th hole, the rink hole, the RBC Canadian Open. Come check us out. Come say hi. I hope this hole is crazy. What I do you wish, think, Graham? What do I, you think? I really, really wish this was like 140 yards or yeah. 150 yeah. yards. I mean, they're hitting um, – the tees are it's up, up like a little bit today. up like maybe 20 from yesterday. So, but they're still hitting probably like six yeah, irons, maybe smashing sevens or whatever. Yeah. What is it? What is it it's, normal? It's, it's 190 where they're – but 194 where they're today, playing right now. It's what, yeah. 204 on the card? Yeah, like but – yeah, it's up. So it's up like 10, but I mean like – and it's uphill, but yep. like the thing that makes like the waste management at 16 and 17 at Sawgrass so good is that the guys are hitting like sand wedges yeah, to yeah. eight irons at uh-huh. the max, and so there's a lot of good shots. Like here, a great shot is middle of the green two putt and get out of here. Yeah. So uh, in the future, hopefully, you know, it works out where they can do more of a scorable hole or get the tees up to make. It a little wonder, bit more wonder if they'll move it up here. I mean, like the front tees that says 155, I think, all the way up there, yeah. maybe. But, um, yeah, and who knows, if someone gets a one, will we see uh, a beer shower like we saw from the, yeah, the whole one? would be amazing. So. I think we'll see how it is in the afternoon. But Friday afternoon and the, on the weekend, oh yeah, it should be nuts because yeah. it's pretty tight. Like, I know it's not tight. We were talking about this earlier. It's not tight for the ropes, but for stands, it's pretty tight over there. Yeah, they're mm. kind of right on top of you. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's like being in, like, a small-town Saskatchewan hockey rink. <laughs> <laughs> little SJHL yeah. action right there, absolutely. Okay, uh, you guys going to stick around for one more segment, perhaps? Sure, man. Uh, sure. All right, on the other side, we'll continue to discuss the RBC Canadian Open, where Matt Fitzpatrick has uh, is in the lead alongside Wyndham Clark and Jim Canoose. Mackenzie Hughes, Roy McIlroy are one shot back. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by TaylorMade was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories. This is Golf Talk Canada presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. Wrapping up Hour 1, the back nine here on Golf Talk Canada. Adam Scully here in studio on our set on the 16th hole, RBC Canadian Open, par 3. Playing about 195 today, uphill into the wind. TSN producer, Jamie Rydell. TSN golf analyst, Graham Dillette, along around the table here. And gentlemen, before the week, a lot of talk was, you know, Corey Connors, Mackenzie Hughes, Adam Hadwin, Nick Taylor for low Canadian. And right now, Mackenzie Hughes is your guy right now. Four under through 13 holes. Adam Hadwin, two under through 14. Graham McKenzie was playing a lot of great golf coming into this week, and this is a guy who's won the Rivermead Trophy, I believe, twice. The Rivermead, nice. Skull. You like that? Good pull. Okay, okay. Rivermead a couple times. Uh, what were your expectations for Mac heading into this week and where he is right now? Are you surprised at all? Well, he told us at the PGA that his game was trending. Um, even though he didn't really play all that well there, he felt like he was playing better. And, you know, as a player, you know that sometimes. Like, it's it's easy for people or for, like, people to not believe you when you shoot, like, 74, 74 on a weekend. You're like, my game's actually close. Like, I'm actually playing pretty good. They're like, well, then why'd you shoot 74, 74? But you kind of <laughs> know. Sometimes it's a bad break or maybe a sloppy putter driving one day. But... Um, so, yeah, it's good to see him uh, playing well because he did say that he was kind of starting to find his form. Well, yeah. and like his deal right now off the tee, strokes gained, he's fifth, you know, in the early wave, which is good for him. Yeah, and, I mean, that's like we talked to everybody coming up there. Like if you hit the ball in the fairway, mm-hmm. you can shoot scores. And you're seeing like, you know, five, six under or five under par through 13, 14 holes, that's mm-hmm. good playing. 
you go to the bottom of the leaderboard, you see guys that are six, five, yeah, right. six. You know, a lot of that. So if you're not driving it well, this course is going to eat you up. And Mackenzie Hughes for the season is 171st in strokes gained off the tee, 122nd strokes gained approach to green. Of course, his strength strokes gained putting, uh, which is 12th. You wonder, too, a golf course like this, and Mark Skeeter made this point on our show yesterday, I believe, where you, we think we'll see some separation in the field from you know a lot of times you'll see a lot of you know a lot of guys all jam-packed together but because of the difficulty of this golf course if you're playing well you're going to score well but if you're not if you're hitting it all over the map mm. you're gonna have to pitch out sideways and rely yep. on your short game and, and that's the beauty of this golf course yeah and it, it didn't look like when we we played it weeks ago the rough was up and when we got here on monday the rough was thick, yeah. and I don't think they did anything to it. It oh, didn't man. seem like they did anything to it. I don't it. think they could. So I think they were going to, but it was because of the Usually the got. PGA Tour comes in and says, okay, take it, what, whatever yeah, the standard chop is, it off or chop it off a bit, but I don't think they did, and it it's pretty thick in there. So if, you, if you're just off a little bit, it's going to be hard to score, plus it's wet. The problem is, is the, when it's wet, that means the greens are wet, so guys will be able to hold greens a little bit more. Mm-hmm. From the rough, from, yeah. And, um, and so it's that's kind of what we're seeing right now with all with a few little scores up there. I'm sure it's like target practice out here a little bit. For sure. And, the, you know, like I walked a few holes with some of the Canadians in their practice rounds and stuff, and it is thick. Like, I mean, like I've played some thick rough or whatever. This is about as thick as you'll see it mm-hmm. other than maybe a U.S. Open or whatever. But, um, like, it's just like as the week goes on, though, the rough usually gets a little easier. It gets trampled towards right. the hole. You, mm-hmm. ca- you catch better lies. Uh, it's all like Monday is always the worst day for yeah. the rough because it's kind of stood up tall and straight. Nobody's played, but um, and then around the greens it gets trampled and you're missing greens and all of a sudden you got this nasty little lie. Yeah. Um, so that makes it more difficult, obviously. Little scoring update: Matthew Fitzpatrick now is at six under par Boom. through 13 holes. Plus here. 1800, I got him on FanDuel. Oof. Mm-hmm. That's, That's nice. what you know. We call that Jamie value. It's value. Right it's value there. added. I believe he was had the sixth shortest odds. Yeah, something like that. You know, Scotty Scheffler, Justin Thomas, Rory McIlroy are sort of hovering, you know, going back and forth, back and forth between who had the lowest odds or shortest odds. Unfortunately, he still has 60 holes left. I know, so. that's the that's that's problem. Right. <laughs> Every time I bet a guy, they're great first round. I'm like, okay, here we go. Here we go. Rory at the PGA, boom. Yeah, what happened sure. there? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, but uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick, your leader. Mackenzie Hughes just made a bogey, unfortunately, but he is your low Canadian at three under par. Adam Hadwin, two under par. Nick Taylor, one under through 12. Uh, Jamie? Thank you for joining us here. Yeah, you got it's it. It's been a lot of fun. Graham, on the other side, we're going to discuss your career. When what a great career it was. This has been hour one here. I don't get to discuss Graham's career. Hey, you you can stick around if you want to. Yeah, no, you can stick around. Yeah, you know, tell stories, uh, tell great stories about your time covering the Masters together. Because I mean, there's been a bunch of them. So we'll get into that. If you want to stay, Jamie. Let him stay. We're just, we're, we're just no, living you in your go. world. You, did, you no, take no, the spot by GD. He's no, the man. We, we played on tour. Well, so on the other side, we'll discuss. Maybe I'll be back. Maybe I won't. Maybe. You'll have to tune in after the break to see, will Jamie Ride will stick around? That's Only called time. a teaser, GD. That's called That's a teaser. That's called a teaser right there. What Matt Fitzpatrick, your leader. Six under par through 13 holes. We'll have more Golf Talk Canada. Hour two coming up next. This segment of GTC, presented by TaylorMade, was brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. Thank you for listening to Hour 1 of GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit GolfTalkCanada.com. And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television weekly on the TSN Television Network.
This is Hour 2 of Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. For over 15 years, our focus has been on helping Canadians stay invested in all market conditions, including this one. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino, Bob Weeks, and Adam Scully. Welcome back inside Golf Talk Canada, Hour 2, the back nine here on G. Scully alongside Graham Gillette. We are live on the 16th hole, the rink hole here at St. George's. The sun's finally coming out. It's not as cold as it was. It looks like we're, we're going to avoid some rain. Penalty there. box is filling up there. I didn't even notice the penalty box. That's what it's called, the penalty box. Okay. Yeah. I did see during our broadcast yesterday, we had the Pro-Am, uh, which was right on the members tees right here, and we saw more shots go left <laughs> yes. there, which was uh, terrifying. I think. What was it like for you when you played playing pro-ams? And did you ever get hit by a pro-am? Uh, no. Party? One time, actually, it was I was I was playing uh, in like uh, Barry. We were it was the Wayne Gretzky used to have a corn fairy event up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somewhere somewhere up in northern northern Ontario or, yep. or north of the city, and I was playing with a guy, and he was in like the steel industry or something, and he literally had never played before, and I was like. On the other side of the fairway, he was on the left side of the fairway, I was on the right, and he shanked it, and I literally jumped. It went under my feet and hit my golf bag, and you, he was, like, obviously, like, Terrified. He was for sure. Yeah. And I'm like, but don't worry, it's all good. Sorry, I shouldn't have been six yards ahead of you, <laughs> 30 yards to your right. But, um, yeah, you see, like, one time I, I saw someone hit a quick snipe hook, a guy that was playing in my group, right into a crowd. Thankfully, it hit someone kind of in, like, the in their muscles and not in a bone, but... Mm. That guy dropped pretty hard, but he bounced back up. So Yeah, knock on wood, I've never been hit, and I've never hit someone. I'd like to say, so like I, I'm like a four handicap, but I'd like to say I'm a plus four in terms of four calls because I, I'm a guy, I miss fairways 20 yards right, 20 yards left. I like I hit the ball a decent way, but, you know, I, I haven't hit anyone, haven't been hit. So I, I hit a lady one time in Rochester. There used to be this tournament uh, at Turning Stone Resort. Yeah, oh, yeah, great tournament. In New York, and uh, – Oh my God! It was the 72nd hole of the tournament. It's this dogleg left par five, and the, there's like a bunker you could kind of carry and cut the dogleg a little bit. And it was at like right at 300, basically, you know, back. And that's like 2010. Like that was like 300 carry was long back yes. then. Like now, not so much anymore. I'm sure there's another bunker there now. Mm. But I'm like, okay, I'm gonna smash one over that bunker, and you can have like a five iron in type of thing. Well, I hit this little pole draw. I was going a little left, and there was this lady, a volunteer, standing right on top of this bunker. And we yelled for, and she kind of went down a little bit. And you could hear the click oh, from no. the tee 300 yards away, and this ball bounces way up in the air. Actually ends up in the fairway. She drops to the ground. I'm like, oh, my gosh. We get up there. She's like 65, 70-year-old lady. Hit her dead square in the collarbone. They had all the volunteers had white shirts. She's bleeding down. I'm like, oh, oh my, my God. God. I felt so horrible. Golf, Luckily, yeah. it was a 72nd hole because it would have been hard to continue playing after that. But all she wanted was a signed glove, and she smiled. And my caddy was like, "Hey, ma'am, you should probably go get some first aid." It was just around the corner, oh, so. My so that was that was the worst one that I ever had. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been lucky. I know uh, I know Bob, uh, who actually has just entered here to get his pass. But Bob uh, hit he hit a gentleman. We spoke about this on our show a couple times, and uh, luckily he was okay. But um, yeah, I hit a guy in, in Honda in the ankle one time, and he was like hobbling. You, can, you know, when you get one in the ankle, and he was like oh, yeah. jumping up and down. And it actually kicked it back in the fairway. I was in contention at the time <laughs> on like a Saturday. So Perfect. I signed him a glove and gave him 20 bucks and said, go get yourself a couple beers because he actually was a pretty good break. <laughs> yeah, there, there you go. There you go. Well, we're here at the RBC Canadian Open. Matt Fitzpatrick, your leader, six under par right now. One shot lead over Wyndham Clark and Jim Canoose. But Graham, you're here. You announced earlier this week your retirement. 
from the PGA Tour. So let's let's talk about your career because you had a great career on the PGA Tour. When you look back, what are some of your favorite memories from playing on the tour? Uh, like I remember my first ever event as a tour pro in Hawaii, um, hitting balls next to Ernie Els and thinking, wow, like that was, I was like kind of pinch yourself moment, like I've made it. Um, obviously the President's Cup was an unreal time. Yeah. Um, seriously every canadian open i'm not just saying that because uh we're here this week but that was always a special one uh the olympics was amazing i loved the players championship and just the you know the friends and the buddies and uh you know that and that's what i'm gonna miss more than anything is the guys and like you were talking about mac and the fitness trailer like all the stories that the guys tell in there and like you know you're just kind of laughing constantly as you're warming up in the morning and working out or whatever so that's the stuff i'm gonna miss but uh you know looking back it's I've had a lot of time to reflect over the last couple of years, obviously, and, you know, I'm proud of what I did. Um, I wish it could have lasted a little bit longer. I obviously wish that I could have gotten a, a W out here because I think that if I could have maybe gotten one early, I might have you know, rattled off two or three more, but uh, I didn't, and that's reality. But I'm, I'm good with it now, and, you know, I'm kind of moving on to my next stage. Now. now, you mentioned the Olympics there, and not many people can say I, I was an Olympian. And you can forever call yourself an Olympian, which is incredible. But you also had a special caddy that week yeah. at the Olympics, uh, Mr. Ray Whitney. Uh, and I know there's a story where, was it, did he forget the, the, the yardage book or the pin sheet? What, he, what was the story there? Uh, he blames, it was kind of a he, he said, she said type of deal. But it definitely wasn't my fault because it's not my job to have him have everything. Of course it's his. not. No, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we, I think it was the second or third round. And I had hit my tee shot. The first hole was a par five. And it was actually raining. And uh, I hit my tee shot, whatever, 300 yards. And luckily, we were waiting for the, the green to clear. And I got up there, and I was like, hey, okay, where's the pin at? And he's like, well, I don't have a pin sheet. I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> your you don't job. have a pin sheet. I'm like, this is your job. He's like, oh, he's like, Derek, Derek Ingram uh, took him out, and he was putting all the dots in our book. He must have forgot. I'm like, this is not Derek's fault. I'm like, run <laughs> back right now. So he, luckily, he's a great athlete himself. And yeah. he ran back full speed to the first tee. And right as, as he got back to the um, – uh, to my ball to hit yeah. the second shot, it was just in time. So yeah, but but yeah, he's uh, he's a good buddy of mine. We're uh, playing the member guest at Gaza Ranch, which is a sweet place there up in go. Idaho here this year. We're I was gonna say we're defending champions, but we haven't played for a couple years now because of all the COVID stuff. And he's a, he's a pretty player. He's, he's like, what a two or one. Yeah, just ask him; he'll tell you. He's a good player. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, another one too, Presidents Cup, because you know here we all love the Ryder Cup, we all love the Presidents Cup. Your when you hold out against Jordan Spieth, and that was Jordan. That was his rookie year when he had won, when he actually beat David Hearn in a playoff that year right. at, at John Deere. What are your favorite memories from the President's Cup, playing with Jason Day, you know, beating some of the top American squads and beating Jordan Spieth in the singles match? Yeah, I mean, obviously I did have a great partner that week, and Jason, I, I don't know. He, I don't know if he was one in the world at the time, but he was. He was close, definitely top ten for sure. Yeah, and yeah. It, he was just number one in the world previously or was just about to be uh, shortly after, but. So that, it was nice to have a guy like that that you knew that you could, you know, you kind of take shots on maybe a little bit more than you normally would in, if you're playing by yourself because, um, you know, he's so good. But, yeah, though, I mean, I hold out that shot, well, two two times on the same day on 18 um, to close out matches or whatever because we had so much rain that week. But right. chipped in against Phil and Keegan, and Keegan actually made like a 12-footer to have the match right after that and then hold the bunker shot against uh, – Jordan to win. I was I think I was one up going in 18, so I won two up. And um, yeah, those are pretty fun moments. But like the guys, I mean, the like that was that was the whole thing that week because we don't play team events exactly. ever. 
uh, unless you're on the live tour, I guess they're now playing <laughs> yeah, their team. Yeah, but fireballs. Exactly. Yeah. Like those actually look like if you go, you know, you go to like uh, Yahoo Sports. Yeah, or like, or like, like a beer league hockey league. Right? That's sort like, of. I don't understand what's going on. They they give these guys six hundred million dollars, and or, and then they can't even find like an artist to do a like a legit. They they can't logo. find an artist. They they don't, they don't have top tracer on their broadcast. Like things like that, where it's like, no, wouldn't you want that to have? But so you've played Presidents Cup, you've played Canadian Open. How would you compare and contrast the adrenaline rush of standing on the first tee at both events? The most nervous I've ever been on a first tee was the President's Cup, and I think it's more because you're playing for someone else yeah. or, like, 11 other guys and not just yourself. It's different in a regular tournament here, a stroke play event at the Canadian Open. There's It's different kind of juices, but they're still flowing. Um, but the first tee at a Canadian Open is always a good one, too, and you just hope that you can just get it in the fairway and just kind of knock it on the green, get your par and get your feet underneath you, and then kind of get rolling or whatever because you – you know, you make a bogey on the first hole, and you kind of feel like you're letting people down. You're disappointed, and then you start pressing, even though it's like, but this is how, why it's so difficult, I think, for the Canadians in this event is because they want to play well so, so badly that it almost makes it more difficult. Now, in the past, we've seen Adam Hadwin's been on back-to-back President's Cup teams. It looks like now, I mean, we could potentially have three Canucks on this year's team. Of course, Mike Weir is one of the captain's assistants as well. We're going to Royal Montreal in a couple of years, too, which is going to be thrilling. If you had any advice to any of the three Canadians in the hunt right now to make that team, what would that be? Make birdies. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, it's like good golf always takes care of it. you want to just make sure that you're putting yourself in the best position to play well, and it's like, it's it's one of those things. It's like you want to, you want to play more so you can get more points, but you don't want to tire yourself out and you start playing too much. So, um, they they these guys are all pros. They know what they're doing. They've been out here for a long time now. You know, like this is not like their rookie year on the PGA Tour. So they know what they need to do as players to um, to play well and have high finishes, and that's that's what they'll do. And they'll say the politically correct politically correct thing as well say hey i just got to play good golf but that really is what it comes down to okay so that was your playing career now we're on to the analyst before we uh sign off here on uh, on this segment what's your new favorite thing about your new career now as a tsn golf analyst uh, Aside from hanging out with Jamie Rydell, who's just peering over here, waving, saying hi. He's kind of creepy, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's it's fun to be back in the locker room and see the guys yeah. here this week. Like, that's uh, that's probably, like, the biggest thing for me. Is to, but I, I stay involved in the game. Um, I feel like I still have a lot of improvement to do as far as being, like, uh, you know, like, you guys are just so polished. Like, it's it's actually amazing. I didn't realize, like, how much skill and just like comfort goes into this job or whatever but i feel like i'm getting better but uh it's just fun being like honestly all the guys that work with tsn i told ken bolden the big boss last night oh. i had supper with him and uh, i told him the same thing and, and he knows i'm like you guys have all hired great you've hired a lot of great people and mm-hmm. they're a pleasure to work with and uh, so it makes, that makes it easier to keep signing up for uh, different gigs with you guys. Well, Graham, welcome to the team. Nice to work together. Finally, it's nice to meet you. It's been We've exchanged a bunch yeah. of emails, but now it's nice to actually work together. And we're working together on throughout the week for SportsCenter. Uh, stay tuned to Graham tonight uh, on all the latest from the RBC Canadian Open as well. Yeah, Liv. We're going to talk about Liv on SportsCenter <laughs> tonight as well. Graham, thanks for your time today. You bet. And we'll do it again uh, throughout the week, I'm sure. Thanks, man. On the other side, Scott Pritchard from PJ Tour Canada joining us next. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. For over 15 years, our focus has been on helping Canadians stay invested in all market conditions, including this one. 
This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club and Resort. Live, stay, and play. Welcome back inside Golf Talk Canada. We are live from the set here on the 16th hole, the rink hole, the RBC Canadian Open. A little leaderboard update. Jim Canoose is your new leader. Six under for the day, and he has... He's only played eight holes today. Ooh, we could be seeing a 59 watch here. Mm-mm. Now joining us on Golf Talk Canada, Scott Pritchard, Executive Director of PGA Tour Canada. Scotty, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. We were talking right before this, and I think we met each other. I know we've, <laughs> we we know each other very well from yeah. you know emails and Zooms, and who mm-hmm. doesn't love Zoom, of course, and right. FaceTimes, but great to be here in person, yes, and sir. great to be back here at the RBC Canadian Open, first time since 2019. How awesome is it to be back watching live That's golf great. in Canada? Yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, the build-out here is unlike any RBC Canadian Open that I think anyone's ever seen. So a lot of kudos to Golf Canada and their team for, for pulling off what is looking to be uh, exciting and exhilarating event here at St. George's. Yeah, it's been amazing so far. Nice that balls are finally in the ground. We're playing golf. Mm-hmm. It feels like it's been a, it's been a long lead-up looking forward to this, but now we are here. And for you, PJ Tour Canada... This is a time for you to see graduates, to see how people are doing. What's mm-hmm. it like for you to see, it seems like week in, week out, there's a PJ Tour Canada graduate winning mm-hmm. or in contention. What's that like for you? Yeah, I mean, it, it feels feels great. I think everyone involved with PGA Tour Canada takes a, a lot of pride in knowing that they've provided these opportunities as these players are trying to make it to the PGA Tour and then actually to see that goal come to fruition. Uh, we've got 38 players in the field that... Wow are either alumni of PGA Tour Canada or are current members of PGA Tour Canada. So a uh, lot of handshakes this week and, you know, seeing players that we haven't seen in obviously uh, three plus years. So, you know, it's good to finally be back out here and, and see some of our alumni and, you know, hopefully one of them can pull it off and I won't name any names. Of course, because there's you know 38, which is an incredible number. And, you know, these guys... You know, for players, you know, coming up in junior golf, players on PGA Tour Canada, they're looking at these guys as idols, as mm-hmm. players to look up to, as role models. So mm-hmm. it's great to, it's, honestly, it, it's, that's a that's a mind-boggling number to me to, to think there's that many players here that, you know, these players, whether you're in Listowel, where Corey right. Connors is from, or from out west, that you think, hey, maybe one day I can be Corey Connors too, that sort of thing. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Yeah, which, definitely. I think in, you know, the those like Mackenzie and Corey, all the Canadians, uh, you know, are giving back to PJ Tour Canada mm-hmm. in one way or another. We announced earlier this year that Corey Connors and his wife yep. Mallory have come on board. Uh, they started a, a, f- a foundation with money that Corey had won for the RSM Birdies program on the PJ Tour. Uh, and their pro- their charity is all about giving back to kids, mm-hmm. helping kids in the, in the region, in uh, Listowel, but also Waterloo region. And so Corey and Mallory... Uh, are the official charity of the Fortinet Cup Championship, uh, and Corey's also our honorary chairman, and so he's going to come out and do a media day out there, and and so you know the Corey and Nick and Adam, I mean all these guys are, are giving back in back to Canadian golf and. And we're just fortunate to have them uh, as alumni of our tour and, and helping us out as well. That's You mentioned right there, the Fortinet Cup. This is <laughs> an amazing thing we're going to be tracking. How did this come to be? Yeah, so, I mean, we, we, we were formerly known as the McKenzie Tour, mm-hmm. which some of your listeners may recognize. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of, obviously, brand equity in the PGA Tour name. And so sometimes, you know, when you have a, a naming rights tour, 
people are, you know, what's that? And so we decided that we wanted to emulate the FedEx Cup and put together a, a season-long competition similar to the FedEx Cup. And we were fortunate enough to find Fortinet. Fortinet has been heavily involved in golf in the last uh, two years. They're the title sponsor of the Fortinet Championship on the PGA Tour. They're the official cybersecurity uh, partner of the DP World Tour. They also have a partnership with PGA Tour Australasia. And, you know, a former TSN uh, uh employee Warren Saku who's a baseball analyst uh, works that's right for for was uh, Fortinet now and he's a yep. friend of mine and I approached him with the with the idea and uh, it took off from there so it's been a great partnership we kicked off the Fortinet Cup or the race to the Fortinet Cup last week in Victoria at the Royal Beach Victoria Open in BC uh, you know had an exciting finish with a, a three-hole playoff mm. quick story uh, yeah. there so we play at Uplands Golf Club in Victoria mm-hmm. And a member there by the name of Grant Olson, he owns the Strathcona Hotel, which if anyone's been to Victoria, the Sticky Wicket is the, the place to be. And so <laughs> Grant came up to me after the playoff. So Scott Stevens, who was the eventual winner, he birdied 18 to get into the playoff versus Jake Knapp, who, by the way, if Jake had have won the tournament, he would have accomplished the British Columbia uh, trifecta because he, he had won our event in Vict- Vancouver a couple of years ago and also won the event in Kelowna. Mm-hmm. So he he didn't win, but so Scott birdied 18 to get in the playoff. They played 18, 18 again. They both birdied it again, and then Scott made a birdie on the 16th hole Holy. to win the playoff. But Grant says to me, he says Scott, you know, and I don't think I birdied that hole in the last five years, and this guy <laughs> just birdied it three times in 30 minutes. So Talk about it, clutch. It was exciting. Yeah. Talk about clutch, yeah. and and we'll we'll get to the rest of the schedule shortly, but. Uh, like uh, I was talking with uh, Marcus Asturias, who's with uh, mm-hmm. Fortinet, and, and he was on our show two weeks ago maybe, mm-hmm. and I was telling him that one of the favorite things I love doing on this show is speaking with the winners mm-hmm. from PGA Tour Canada because it's great to give them a platform and think, you know, hey, like Callum Davison's out in the field right now. Right. He, he's a, he plays cross-handed, yeah. and he was the PGA Tour Canada Player of the Year last year. So it's great telling stories like that, but throughout COVID – whether you're you're run a golf tour or you work in media, it was hard. It was hard for everyone, but you guys still stayed afloat. You guys had a reduced schedule, mm-hmm. but you guys stayed afloat and still had tournaments being played. How proud of you? How proud are you of the team around you at PGA Tour Canada to still have a schedule going in the middle of a global pandemic? Yeah, I mean, there, everyone asks me that all, all the time, and you know. Like you said, we have a strong team here, passionate golfers, uh-huh. uh, you know, passionate about providing opportunities for our players. You know, our two main goals at uh, on the PGA Tour, PGA Tour Canada, all the tours under the PGA Tour uh, uh, ecosystem is about providing A, opportunities for our members, and B, making an impact in the communities where we play. And so, you know, we're, we're fortunate. We've had a lot of good partners, uh, sponsors with PGA Tour Canada uh, that, you know, we brought the idea of running an eight-event schedule last season for players based in Canada, and they loved it. And so we provided these unique opportunities to a guy like Callum Davidson, mm-hmm. Brendan Leonard's in the field, yep. uh, who played well last year. He won the uh, Quebec Open on uh, PGA Tour Canada. So, I mean, it was certainly a team effort, lots of support from PGA Tour headquarters in Ponte Vedra, and, uh, you know, certainly proud of what we accomplished. I think it helped us uh, stay relevant during the pandemic, and now... You know, we played Victoria in the, in the line last week. It had been 990 days since we hit an official oh PGA gosh. Tour Canada tee shot. 
And so everyone was really excited to get the season going last week, and it, it was a great success launching the Fortinet Cup. And uh, we're excited to get back at it next week in Edmonton. So the Fortinet Cup, is that basically, you know, it's a points race, mm-hmm. and it's based off the FedEx Cup. Did you guys look at the PGA Tour's model and think, hey, you know, viewers, listeners, the audience is familiar with this kind of format and say, we want to do something similar? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I think th- that was important. It was also important to maintain the PGA Tour name in the Tour's in the tour's name, PGA Tour Canada. Because when I come to you and say, Adam, PGA Tour Canada, right away, oh, I get it, right? And so that was really important for us. And I think it's also really important for our tournaments in the local markets where they're going out and selling sponsorship and pro-am teams, you know, similar to what you're seeing at RBC Canadian Open, just on a a smaller scale. Our mantra is we want to provide a PGA Tour-like experience Mm -hmm. for every constituent that comes to the event, whether it's volunteers, players, sponsors, you name it, media. Um, you know, this tour is all about preparing players for the next level. So when they get to the Corn Ferry Tour, uh, you know, they're not uh, the proverbial deer caught in the headlights. Like they know how to how to navigate a tournament, how to deal with tough questions from the media. <laughs> um, and, and so, you know, going back to your original question, we, you know, we take a lot of pride in preparing the players to do that. And yeah. we've had great success. Uh, 54 players have graduated from PGA Tour Canada to the PGA Tour. We've got 16 victories from alumni. Uh, 300-plus players have graduated to the Corn Ferry Tour. We just celebrated our 51st victory by an alum on the Corn Ferry Tour. So, you know, the, the path to the PGA Tour starts with PGA Tour Canada. And based on the numbers that I just uh, told you uh, and the listeners, you know, this system is working. It certainly is. Now, before I let you go, you mentioned Edmonton next week. Your schedule throughout the season, it's it's from coast to coast. Mm-hmm. Tell us about some of the landing spots this year where tournaments are being played. Yeah, so coast to coast, we, you know, go as far west as Victoria, as far east as Prince Edward Island, which is in a few weeks. Uh, we're excited about that. We have uh, in Alberta the ATB Classic next week at the Petroleum Club. Uh, the following week, we're up at Elk Ridge Resort, which is in Waskasu, just a couple hours north of Saskatoon. Uh, which Graham, who's your former, yep. he's the honorary chairman. So going back, to, you know, the alumni giving, giving back. Giving back, yeah. yeah. Um, and then we have a we have a couple of events in the GTA, one at uh, TPC Toronto, the Osprey Valley Open. I love that place. And then we have the Ontario Open at Woodington. Yep. Then we're in Quebec, uh, in Montreal at the Quebec Open. Uh, and then we go to Winnipeg for the Manitoba Open. Mm-hmm. And then we actually have an event in the States this year in Minnesota. Nice. Um, at Craigan's Resort. And then we head to Kelowna for the penultimate event. And then the Tour Championship, the Fortinet Cup Championship, is played at Deer Ridge in Kitchener, which we're really excited about. That's awesome. Well, PGA Tour Canada, the path of the PGA Tour starts here. Scotty, thanks for your time today. Appreciate it. Thank you. On the other side, Golf Canada CEO Lawrence Applebaum joining me on set. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management was brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club and Resort. Live, stay, and play. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Cadillac. Experience the iconic Cadillac sedans and SUVs in a personalized live video tour with all your questions answered in real time. Book your tour at Cadillac.live. Welcome back inside Golf Talk Canada. We are live from the 16th hole, the rink hole at the RBC Canadian Open. Adam Scully here in studio. And look who's now joined us. The man, the myth, the legend, Golf Canada's CEO, Lawrence Applebaum. Lawrence, welcome to Golf Talk Canada. 
Thank you, Adam. It's uh, it's actually great to be here live with you. Yeah. 16th tee. I haven't seen the vantage point from this amazing Look studio. This. Pretty nice. Yeah, it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. And uh, on a Thursday at, what do we got, about 1130. Yep. To see the sun starting to come out. Mm-hmm. Fans are starting to stream in in big numbers and, and uh, just followed... Uh, our man Corey Connors, Roy McElroy, Justin Thomas. I didn't see a score update. How are they doing so well, far? Well, let, let me tell you. So Matt, uh, Jim Canoose is your leader at six under par. Matt Fitzpatrick at five with Wyndham Clark. Mackenzie Hughes, your low Canadian, four under par, tied for fourth. He's two shots off the lead. Rory McElroy, three under. Uh, Tony Fino up there at three under as well. Justin Thomas at two under. Nick Taylor, one under. Corey Connors is even par right now through 15 holes along with Adam Hadwin as well. Now, I should have said welcome back to the show because you briefly made an appearance on Golf Talk Canada yesterday because we were heckling you at the Pro-Am. And, uh, you know, what what was the number? Like 180 yards uphill? Yeah. You had the hybrid out. I played golf with you. I didn't didn't love the club selection. But you you had a pretty good shot, right? Did that stay on the back of the green or did it, uh, you know, stay on the green? Well, I can can confirm to you that uh, (laughs) it was a little bit uphill, a little into the wind, (laughs) and that's what I've been hitting the hybrid. And uh, so grabbed the club, walked to the tee, and all I heard was you saying, I don't like <laughs> that decision. And so uh, I just said, I got I to gotta go with what I had. I hit it. And, and it was a good shot. It was not a bad shot. Yeah. It was probably one of the better ones of the day. And, and uh, having a chance to play with the, the boys from Overdrive, um, Brian Hayes had quite a day. My goodness. Quite a day. And, and, and I think Jeff O'Neill probably underrepresents the whole uh, his whole body of work yesterday. There were some great shots. He had some really flush shots that uh, our playing partner Sebastian Munoz said, "Oh, he's covering the ball there. He's covering <laughs> the ball." So Jeff O'Neill, shout out to you for that, and and uh, to Brian Hayes played really really great to see, and so it was a, it was a wonderful day out yesterday. Now, I'm not sure if you got to hear or see it overdrive yesterday, but I think Hazy and the boys were talking, they, they debriefed, I think, every one of Brian Hayes' shots, and he was just, I, I came in here, said hi, said hi to him, he was over the moon about the day, and getting the experience of getting out there, playing in front of fans, playing in front of a gallery. You've done these multiple times before. What's it like for you to go out there and, and teed up with not only PGA Tour professionals, but a gallery? Yeah, I, I, I would say... Uh, m- when I'm on the tee, there's more of a safety concern than there is a uh, any other thing. But but I would say that the the pro am um, is an amazing experience. It is a lot of fun, and 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 you get a just a small taste of what it's like. But when you see today and you see the fans on a Thursday morning supporting this event so so well, the 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 amazing thing for so many golfers who hasn't had a chance to see PGA Tour live like you have, Adam, is that. Uh, there's five miles of front row seats. You're going to get within two club links of these players, and it, it is a spectacle. I mean, and just hearing the ball come off Corey Connors' club face uh, with a driver, it's ballistic, mm-hmm. and it's so exciting, Adam, and it's so good p- to be back here in Toronto and see that. That's why, you know, throughout COVID, we did multiple Zoom video uh, chats uh, with Bob and Mark and talking, you know, the cancellations, the, the cancellations here, cancellations there, but we're here. We made it, and through you know everything going on in the world right now, you know COVID is obviously obviously still a topic of conversation. But to finally be here, to finally see the top players in the world here, how satisfying is that for you? Uh, I I mean just the way the field evolved, Adam. You know from announcing the number one player in the world, Scotty Scheffler. Yes. Then uh, of course we had Rory coming back to defend, and then it just started to the Trickle momentum, down, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean. 
one of our leaders right now, Matthew Fitzpatrick, and then Justin Thomas, and then seven major winners. And so we have something for, for everyone. I mean, there isn't, I don't get 10 of the same answers of who you're out here watching. Mm. Maybe the Canadians yeah. repeat themselves, mm. but even some players that people might not know, like uh, Nick Taylor is a little bit under the radar and, and uh, had a chance to spend some time with him. He's playing great. A Adam Hadwin doing well, but even Roger Sloan and uh, Michael Glickich and all the Canadians, you know, we got 20 Canadians in the field. It is a, a real moment of pride for the, the Team Canada, the Golf Canada program. Yep. We have so many of these young men and young women on the LPGA Tour get their first reps here, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. whether it's here at St. George's for the RBC Canadian Open or in Ottawa later this year for the CP Women's Open, getting reps on the big stage is what um, has really helped people like Mackenzie and Nick and Corey that we talked about. Mm -hmm. So it's really exciting and, and to see some of those 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 gems that are that are are smoothing out, so to speak. We're with Golf Canada CEO Lawrence Applebaum. And Lawrence, I, I have to ask you the question because we're here and, and it's happening, it's news. Uh, the, the Live Series is underway. Um, the, the PGA Tour has come down hard in terms of sanctions, and uh, we all agree there are sanctions that are well-deserved. But how, how challenging has it been to navigate through that and still put forth a great field here at St. George's? Yeah, I, I think you said it exactly right. It's um, there, there has been... Uh, you know, quite a bit of noise, I would say, on the Saudi golf event. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, the PGA Tour has shown incredible strength and consistency in what they announced this morning. Uh, they have supported the PGA Tour players. They have supported the PGA uh, tournaments. And so we are very, very happy with what we're doing here. We have the PGA Tour is out in full force. Um, we are so excited about our event and I would just say, you know, we've stuck to uh, this event and our our homework, so to speak. Um, for three years, we've been working on this event. Yeah. And um, for those of you who haven't yet a chance to see it live, it, we're very proud. Uh, the team at RBC has done an amazing job in propping this up. Um, and along with uh, our friends at the PGA Tour and Golf Canada, we're so excited to welcome the love world it. here to Toronto. Love it, love it. Well, you know, here at the RBC Canadian Open, there's a great field, but there's, to put on a tournament of this magnitude, there's so much more. There's the hospitality tents, there's volunteers. Talk about how much has actually gone into putting on this event. That's been in three years in the running. Yeah, well, well uh, one of the things we maybe don't talk about so often is almost 2,000 volunteers uh, block this week off. And I always go to, on Saturday afternoon, there's a volunteer appreciation, a barbecue, and, and you see this tent teeming with people, and, and it's people who have done this for 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. Last year, we had someone who'd been doing it for 30 <laughs> years, and uh, they volunteer their time. They come out and support the event, and like clubs across this country do to support events, whether they're an amateur championship, national level, or provincial, um, golf, it's in the DNA of the sport the give back, the contribution. Clubs do it. Individuals do it. Uh, I know you do it at your club at, at Bayview. Um, we have, uh, we're very, very lucky that, you know, we've got the third most uh, golf courses in the world in our country, and we have the highest capita of golfers in the world, and um, we're just so excited to be playing golf, so it's a thrill, Adam. And speaking of excitement, 
Uh, we were speaking about this a little bit with Alan Palmer when he joined us about an hour ago. The fan interaction experience here, you mentioned it a bit too. You can get you're, you can get very close to the players here, very close to the action, which is unlike other sports. You know, you go to a hockey game, a basketball game, you're, you're so far away from the athletes. But talk about the fan experience here because there are a lot of great spots you can watch the best players in the world play. Yeah, I, I'll be honest. I, I've been around um, St. George's quite a bit, especially in the last few months, and I'm finding out all these new nooks and crannies of of Stanley Thompson's masterpiece, so to speak, where you can see great golf, where you can have a vantage point. And as you said, this um, proximity to the players. Uh, watching Mike uh, Weir in the practice round, who, by the way, uh, looks like he could take us both down in the gym. Yeah, um, he, I mean, he's healthy now. For for all those years, he wasn't healthy, but now he's he's swole. He's, he's, he's uh, healthy, he's strong, he's fit, and uh, I watched, I think, for six holes, and I think 15 people had conversations with Mike in the practice. He's not going to do that. In the, no. And had conversations, and it was almost the same conversation. <laughs> I saw you in 2003, or I saw you here, in, and he takes every question with such um, uh, humility and appreciation and this interaction that fans will have it once in their life, and he treats every conversation like it's the first one. So pretty amazing, Adam. And, and conversations like that will, will make a fan's day. that They'll have an ever... You know, a memory for life that, hey, Mike Weir was nice to me. Mike Weir took time out of his busy day to talk to me. Well, Lawrence, it's great to be back here. Great to finally see you in person. We've seen each other maybe a couple times throughout COVID. Uh, hopefully we get to play golf this summer. Maybe we'll team up against Weeks and Zucchino. Love that. I, th- I think that'd be a pretty good match, actually. We'll, we'll take those guys. Down. I think so. And, and, and just a, a big shout-out to two groups. Um, all your listeners who uh, we get a chance to interact with through the radio, through the program on TV, it is such a pleasure to be associated with Golf Talk Canada and to the whole team who's uh, posted up here on 16. Thank you all for all the work in promoting the game and everything you're doing. So thank you, Adam, and in absentia, Mark and Bob. Absolutely. Well, Lawrence, thanks for your time, and uh, we will talk to you soon, my friend. Okay, thank you, Adam. On the other side, we're going to hear from world number one, Scotty Scheffler, who's on the tee in about 45 minutes. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management, was brought to you by Cadillac. Cadillac, experience the iconic Cadillac sedans and SUVs in a personalized live video tour with all your questions answered in real time. Book your tour at Cadillac.live. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new Tour 360-22. Tour 360-22 sits on the feet you wear last, serving as the foundation for the all-new Tour 360 fit, while the new direct-injected Spike More traction system will help golfers stay locked in. Wrapping up Golf Talk Canada here, Adam Scully on our set at the RBC Canadian Open on the rink hole, the 16th hole. Breeze is picking up here. It's getting cold, and uh, hopefully if you're coming out to watch, have the sweater ready, maybe a hoodie. There's a concession stand sort of around the corner from where we are, where we are on the 16th hole. And uh, but it's been a fun show. We've had a lot of guests come by. Let's run through them. We, of course, we had Mark Sakino. We had Bob Weeks. We had Alan Palmer, who's the director of golf at St. George's. Graham Dillette was re- was by talking about his career. Now retired PJ player, now TSN golf analyst. Jamie Rydell was here for a couple segments. TSN golf producer, CFL 
He'll be doing some CFL duty, I think, later today. Stay tuned for that on TSN. As well, Scott Pritchard from PGA Tour Canada, and, of course, our dear friend Lawrence Applebaum, the CEO of Golf Canada. But we are here at the RBC Canadian Open. The morning wave is almost through, but the afternoon wave has some great names. And one of the marquee groups, Sam Burns, Cameron Smith, who won the Players' Championship, Sam Burns, was a three-time winner this year on the PGA Tour. And Scotty Scheffler, world number one Masters champion, took home the green jacket. He is here playing the RBC Canadian Open for the first time. And after his practice round yesterday, our own Bob Weeks had a chance to go one-on-one with Scotty Scheffler. All right, Scotty Scheffler, first time at the RBC Canadian Open, first time in Canada, world number one coming into this tournament. How do you feel about uh, playing in the RBC Canadian Open? Yeah, it feels good to be out here. I've, I've enjoyed Toronto for a few days now, and I'm looking forward to getting the tournament started tomorrow, for sure. You've seen a little bit of the golf course. What's uh, what's your impression? It's a pretty cool place. I'm, I'm really surprised with the elevation changes, and um, it's pretty cool. It was fun to play today. I played the, uh, the last 10 holes today, and it was a lot of fun, and so I'm definitely looking forward to getting out and playing it under uh, competition. You've had a, a remarkable year so far with all the wins we've in the Masters victory. I know winning is hard on the PGA Tour at any time, but does it get a little easier after you've done it as much as you have in recent times? I mean, I wouldn't say it's ever easy, but um, I will say I definitely felt a little different coming down the stretch at Bay Hill. I, I learned a lot in Phoenix being able to close out and out. You know, I didn't play my best on Sunday, but I was able to hit the shots when I needed to, and I've kind of gone back to that and was able to you know, finish off a few more events after that, which is always really fun. What, is it, what does it take when you get in that hunt to finally close the deal? Your good buddy Sam Burns closed you out in a playoff. Well, that was You don't expect a guy to make a 38-foot putt every yeah. week, but what's it like when you get into that final group or the final stretch of holes when you're able to close it out? Yeah, I mean, you got to hit the shots. And you know, I think Bay Hill was a good example of me not playing my best golf, but just hitting the shots towards the end. I made a great par putt, amazing par save on 16, and then two wonderful lag putts to finish it off. And um, you just got to hit the shots. Uh, I think that's why Tiger was able to win so many times. He always hit the shots. You know, he didn't lose at the end. <laughs> right. It's 111 years in this tournament uh, history. What would it mean for you to put your name on that trophy? Well, it would be really special to, to, to win any sort of Open, especially National national Open would be really cool. And, um, you know, first time in Canada, I'm looking forward to this week and hoping to put myself there on Sunday. All right. Good luck, Scotty. Thanks. Appreciate it. That's Bob Weeks with Scotty Scheffler. You heard Scotty talk about the history of this tournament and a really cool moment when Rory McIlroy won the last time this tournament was here back in 2019 at Hamilton he had a really cool moment where he was awarded the trophy and he looked down and you could see him look down at all of the names and all the history of this great tournament it's one of the oldest tournaments on the PGA Tour there's so much history behind this tournament and that's why so many of the top ranked players in the world are here now Bob had a chance to go one-on-one with a number of guys on Wednesday. Another another one is Justin Thomas. Now, Justin Thomas has, has one hole left in his first round. He's made two birdies and a bogey, and he has one more hole, the par 3 eighth, which uh, he'll be heading to shortly. And Justin Thomas, of course, your reigning PGA champion, which happened about three weeks ago, which uh, was thrilling, a seven-shot comeback victory. And after his practice round yesterday, Bob also spoke with Justin Thomas. Justin Thomas here at the RBC Canadian Open. You uh, put this onto your schedule. Uh, it seemed to work the strategy playing the week before a major championship before. But also, is there any truth that Graham Dillette in the room afterwards may have convinced you to come up here and play? <laughs> it definitely didn't hurt the cause. I, I asked him uh, how the course was, and he, he spoke very highly of, of 
the course and everything having to do obviously with the event. So I'll definitely give Graham the uh, the finishing touches on the credit on being here. All right. After the PGA Championship, I know you took a little bit of downtime. Uh, how is your game right now preparing for this tournament? Yeah, it's getting there. You know, I, I felt the PGA and even the Byron Nelson the week prior took a lot out of me being in contention two straight weeks. I mean, missing the cut at Colonial isn't exactly what we had in mind, but it probably was for the best. I mean, for me to get those extra two days rest and was able to go home and celebrate with some of my high school friends, which was very, very enjoyable and much needed. So took a couple more days and then got back into it. So I feel like every day I'm getting more and more comfortable and the game feels a little bit better. So hopefully, you know, just get in a good place where we can contend this week and obviously, uh, you know, peak next week. You, you've only played eight holes, I know, as we've played mm -hmm. in this golf course. How would you describe it? Big, slopey greens and some tight fairways and long rough? Yeah, very old school. It's, it seems like it's, it's pretty right in front of you, uh, especially with the yardage books we have nowadays. I mean, you can kind of play most places blind, but a lot of slope in the fairways, a lot of slope and undulation in the green. So it's going to be a premium on hitting the fairway with how long the rough is and then being able to control your distance, control your spin, and, and get it really in the right spots um, around the green is, is going to be pivotal. This is the uh, first time this tournament's been back since 2019. There's a lot of noise going on in the golf world right now. Is it a little disappointing that perhaps we're not giving this as much attention in the golf world as it might deserve? It is. It's 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 unfortunate. Um, you know what what's going on is is I guess. You know, it's, it's strategic on them and it's obviously a little selfish as well, but it is what it is. And we have an opportunity with a great field, a great venue, at a great place to, to create our own headlines, if you will. And, um, you know, I know it's going to have a great following and it seems like it's a place that's really going to produce a great golf tournament. Thanks, Justin. Yep, thank you. That's Justin Thomas, your PGA champion, alongside Bob Weeks. Again, JT has one hole to go. He is currently one under for the day. Let's do some leaderboard updates. Leaderboard updates are brought to you by Bushnell Golf. The number one range finder in golf. The morning wave is almost through, maybe about 60% finish, 70% finish or so. We have a one-two-three-way tie for the lead. Matt Fitzpatrick, five under par right now. He has two holes to go. Wyndham Clark has uh, sorry matt fitzpatrick has two holes to go wyndham clark has five holes to go also at five under par jim canoose he's only through nine holes he is five under par playing some great golf right now mackenzie hughes canadian was one of the first tee times this morning in a marquee pairing with adam hadwin and mike weir mackenzie hughes a four under 66 in round one He's currently one shot off the lead. Now, remember, Mackenzie Hughes also was a part of the 18-hole lead at last week's Memorial. He's playing a lot of great golf right now. Tony Finau, we got to see a shot he hit on the par 3 16th here just before our show kicked off at 10 a.m. He is at 4 under par, also one off the lead. Rory McIlroy, one hole to go this morning. He is 3 under par, along with Shane Lowry, if you've been tuning into our show throughout the year. He's a player I've been very high on, Shane Lowry. No victory so far this year, but he's been in the mix a host of top 15 finishes one of the great ball strikers and putters on the pga tour just two shots off the lead nick taylor canadian uh, two under par three shots back adam hadwin in the clubhouse one under 69 very solid round of golf let's go look for Corey connors here Corey connors one over par on 17 he has one hole to go let's see a let's see a bounce back here from Corey connors he was so excited about this tournament before the start of the week well it's been a fun show this is now our fourth show in the books here at the rbc canadian open we are back tomorrow 10 a.m 
on TSN 1050 right after first up. Stay tuned later today. Overdrive back here both on TSN television and TSN radio. Coming up on the other side, we have Leafs Lunch, a full in-depth preview. New York Rangers, Tampa Bay Lightning, Game 5. Thanks for joining us here on GTC, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. This segment of GTC presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management was brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new Tour 360-22. Tour 360-22 sits on the feet you wear last, serving as the foundation for the all-new Tour 360 fit, while the new direct-injected Spike More traction system will help golfers stay locked in. Thank you for listening to GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit GolfTalkCanada.com. And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television weekly on the TSN Television Network.